Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Hi, this is Christine Heath. And this is Judy Sedgman. We are coming to you with the podcast called Psychology Has It Backwards. In this podcast, we're talking about a new paradigm where we're looking at people as healthy rather than as sick. And today's topic is depression. Having been depressed for many years, I can tell you that I understand that it feels really hopeless and it gets really tiresome to be feeling down in the dumps and just like you don't want to do anything and like nothing works out in your life and you can't feel connected to people. Your thinking goes towards you'd rather die than live. And when you're in that state of mind that the thinking that we do looks so real and then what we see in life matches what we're thinking. And it used to bother me because I was depressed for many years. I was in therapy for like seven years and um, analyzing why I was so depressed and what was going on in my life and trying to manage all my problems and trying to, you know, like um, do the best I could to feel better. But after years of doing that, I got really hopeless and really depressed about being depressed because it didn't seem like anything I did was really helping or it wouldn't last very long. Like occasionally I'd meet a man and then I'd feel better for a while and then that relationship wouldn't go very well and then I'd feel bad again. <laughs> so for me, it was like really seeing that I really thought that there was something wrong with me and that I would have to like deal with this condition for the rest of my life. It's, you know, it's funny, Chris, that you mentioned more or less getting resigned to depression, because for a number of years, I had kind of low-level depression. I was in and out of low-level depression, but I had no idea that I was depressed because everybody I knew was just as stressed and anxious and worried about their business or whatever was going on in their life as I was. So it was sort of the norm, and I attributed it to being adult. Uh, with a lot of responsibilities. And I just thought, well, you know, childhood is when you're happy and carefree, and then you grow up and you get married and have children and things, you know, you get busy in your life, and it's just not uh, possible to be carefree and happy anymore. And I truly was resigned to that's just going the way it is, and I was going to deal with it and work around it. And it was a shock to me to realize when I met people that were involved in the three principles that they were just as busy as I was and they had children and lives and responsibilities and payments and and they weren't depressed and uh, they wouldn't have tolerated it. They they saw depression as, uh, as, a, as an aberrant state instead of just the way it was. <clears throat> and it was very uh, eye-opening to me to realize that there were there were a whole group of people that I had high respect for that were just as busy as I was who actually believed in having a nice life and feeling calm and peaceful and making decisions in a quiet state of mind. 
And honestly, when I first got involved with it, I just didn't think it was possible. I kind of saw them as uh, weirdly different from most of us. And, uh, and yet I was so drawn to it because I think, as you said, we all want to feel better. And, you know, um, once you, once you get the eyes for it, once you see it, it's almost irresistible to keep, keep looking. But I, I thought it was something to learn when I first saw it. Yeah. You know, when I first, um, came across this, this work, we didn't even call it the three principles then. Right. I saw that I was creating thought. I saw that I was creating a way of thinking and that was creating how I saw life. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I had that shift in me, that kind of, you see it from the inside. I was like so filled with a good feeling, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And nothing had changed in my life. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like before, whenever I'd feel better and I wasn't depressed anymore, it would be because I was, um, uh, you know, I found a boyfriend or I got a new job or mostly it was because I found a new boyfriend. But um, it was it was or I lost weight. That would be another thing. Yeah. So I had all these conditions, you know, on things that had to happen in my life to feel to be happy. And when I, I felt happy for absolutely no reason except that I saw something different. That was actually the end of my depression. And I have to tell you that, I mean, I've had times when, you know, I've lost people to some kind of illness or, you know, things have happened in my life when I've been down in the dumps, but I've never been that depressed ever again, ever. And when I was depressed or I was down, I knew that it wasn't going to stay. I knew that it was going to pass, that I was I was just going through a time in my life and I was having a lot of thinking about it and it wasn't very good thinking and that it would pass and I would get over it. Whereas when I was depressed and analyzing why I was depressed, it made it more real and I stayed more stuck in it. So then it became like, well, if my depression is a result of my past, I'm stuck with this for life because you can't change your past. So now there's absolutely no hope for me because I am this way because of these situations or because of these events. So that's a very hopeless thing in and of itself, right? It's like you think like, oh, you're told you're depressed because of this and that and the other thing or because of your biology. Oh, well, you've got depression in your family and that's why you're depressed and you know, you go through your family tree and find out all the people that had problems and therefore you are this way and you're stuck with it. But, you know, it's not true. And I know, and you know, Judy, we both know people who've had years of uh, treatment for depression and are no longer depressed. Right. Absolutely. And it, and my story is sort of similar to yours in the sense that, um, even though when I first had the eyes that there was such a thing as being busy and having a lot of responsibilities and a lot of things going on in your life and not being depressed, I was trying to figure it out for quite a while. And then one day, I, uh, one of the people that I was you know, talking to about this, who was part of the early group in the three principles, um, asked me why I kept asking all these questions about depression. And I, I think it was Elsie. I think I was at a meeting somewhere and it was Elsie. And, um, and I said, well, I'm, I really don't want to be depressed anymore. 
And she said, well, that's great because you're not naturally depressed. You have to work your way into it. So if you just stop thinking about it and leave yourself alone, it'll go away. And as silly as that sounded when it first came out of her mouth, it, it just struck something in me. It just struck it. It just, I thought, oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, I wasn't born depressed. I got depressed. I worked my, my way into it. And you can't work your way back out. You just go back to where you started in a way is the, is the thought that I had. And I had that same sense of absolute relief. You know, it just, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to explain it now and it's less, you know, meaningful than it was when it was happening to me. It was just a very beautiful feeling came over me that I'm fine. And I don't have to feel any way. I don't have to feel any particular way. I'm creating all of this. And it was, it was an amazingly freeing moment. And yet often, if I try to tell this kind of story to clients, they'll go, well, you must have just been really lucky. You know, that was a really stroke of good luck that you had that moment because, you know, a lot of people have said things to me like, you know, you don't, you're not going to be depressed forever, but you know, it's been 20 years and I'm still depressed. And, and, you know, and it's very, it's kind of like you need that moment of peace and insight or somebody saying something kind of, you know, just that wakes you up or you hearing something in your own mind that wakes you up for to realize it's not that complicated. But part of depression is it makes life look complicated. Right. And that's that's part of the deal, isn't it? It's because you're depressed, so you're trying to figure out how to feel better or what to do right. in your life so you're not depressed, which makes it worse. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like kind of uh, uh, stepping on the brakes when you're on ice. It just makes the slid go faster. And it, but there's a way that, our, to me anyway, my thinking, that depressed thinking, looked like it was more credible than any other thinking. So people would say, Chris, you're very resilient. And Chris, you're this, you're that. And it was like, no, 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 you don't really understand. That's not really me. Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. And it's, to me, it was like my thinking, my negative thinking about myself, my depressed thinking, looked like it came from God. Like it was truth. Like somehow that negative think, thinking was more real than any positive thinking, right? So as a result of that, I couldn't listen to anybody that was telling me it could be different. Yeah, that's really true. And it's it's almost like in some moment you just listen to yourself, you know, when something resonates with you and you go, you know what? I, and I think for a lot of what I've seen in a lot of my clients is they kind of, they are so sick of being depressed. And they're so tired of, you know, going over and over their past, which is usually what happens, so that they keep remembering all these things that are depressing mm -hmm. um, and thinking, I've got to do, I've, I can't deal with this. I've got a lifetime of all these things and there's too much and I'll, I won't live long enough to get to the end of it. And all of a sudden they just break free from it. And that freedom is the moment you realize that you don't need to think about depression to get over it that leaving yourself alone and kind of allowing your yourself to reset, you know, it's like everything kind of goes back into balance if you don't keep, keep your hand on the scale. And, you know, if you let go, it, 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 if you, 
it just comes back into balance. And I think that's what happens for us when we have those moments of insight. You know, we have this moment of balance when we realize sometimes you're down and sometimes you're up and it's okay. And when you're down, it's only because your thinking is filling your head with right now with a lot of negative thoughts, but they'll pass and other thoughts come to mind and then you feel fine and all of it is fine. And if you label it depression, it just keeps you there. And if you just label it as, you know, we all have ups and downs and there's, you're never going to be free from that. That's part of life. Sometimes you have things happen and for a moment there, you know, your head does fill up. But the thing that makes depression chronic instead of comes and goes is the fact that we get so frightened by it and we keep thinking about it, thinking we're going to get to the bottom of it and figure it out and deal with it. And that's the last thing we need to do. That was such an amazing freedom for me to discover that I don't have to fix me to feel better. It's in me to feel better if I leave myself alone. You know, they've done a study. They did a study of um, doing thinking, and you start to change your brain chemistry after three minutes mm-hmm. of negative, insecure thinking. So I was did years of negative, insecure thinking. So you'd think it would take like years to get out of it, but Actually, that's not true because in those years, I always had moments when I was feeling good. Like I, re- I would remember, like all of a sudden, I'd be boohoo. Nobody loves me. Uh, you know, my the, I've been left again. No, I'm not going to ever be loved by anybody. And and then all of a sudden, a song would come on the radio or something, mm-hmm. and this feeling would come about me, and I'd feel like, hey, I'm going to be okay again. Yeah. And. And then that would last until I'd get doing a lot of negative thinking again. And then I get all depressed again. And because I kept focusing on the times when I got depressed, it seemed like that was continually coming back. I didn't see that it was those moments of well-being that were coming back. Right. Like that looked like it was a fluke to me. Mm-hmm. And my thinking looked like it was a permanent state. So seeing the shift in that for me anyway, it was like seeing like, no, my permanent state is that good feeling. Mm -hmm. And I get into negative insecure thinking and creates this other experience called depression. Right. And depression is the fluke. You know, it's the thing that the thing that our personal thinking brings to us as a result of our, you know, dwelling on negative life experiences or whatever. It doesn't even matter if it's negative to us. And, I, and but isn't that a wonderful thing though to that that the human spirit is so powerful that uh, you can't kill it you know even after years of depression when you have one of those moments where suddenly it's like suddenly the sun comes out after it's been raining for three weeks and you think you know it's always been there the sun has always been there I just I lost faith in it there because it was it was gloomy for so long but there it is again. Yeah. That's how our, our our innate health is always right there, ready to pop back up, like bright, you know, rise over the horizon of all of our depression as soon as we just quiet down and look away from it for a, for a second. And it's only one thought, you know, that's the, that's the miracle of it is as soon as you have that one freeing thought, whatever it might be, there isn't like there is one thought that you're looking for. Everybody has the same thought. It's that we have our own thought of, you know, something different. 
and our mind goes somewhere else and the depression is no longer part of our experience because it leaves our thinking as soon as we turn away from it. Yeah. And that's what's really hard for people when they get depressed. Yes. Because they've given so much credibility to their negative thinking right. that they don't see it, mm-hmm. that something shifted in them uh-huh. because they're so focused on, on their world needing to be different or thinking that it's going to come back, you know, like, but Chris, you know, like what, what about this? And what about that? And, you know, it is scary. These things I'm going through. Well, okay. But you've got to decide really, if you want to be right, or you want to be happy. Right. You know, it's like, you got to turn yourself in the direction of just invite just, you know, like inviting that for yourself. Like, okay, what are they talking about here? Is there, is there a way that if I look towards my health, if I look towards the the idea that I am innately healthy, like what happens then? Just try it out. I did. I remember when I was first learning this, I was like, okay, I'm going to see if this really works. And yeah. darn it, it didn't every time. Yeah, that's kind of true, isn't it? You just suddenly think, well, all right, you know, I've tried everything else. It's kind of, but you know, I think I think there's another thing that has happened. You know, when we talk about why psychology has it backwards, in all innocence, there there is the the belief that there is such a thing as a depressive personality, and you know, people are told, well, you know, and again, because of biology or because of your past or whatever, you're just kind of you're just one of those people that has a depressive personality. And I, I think that that's, that's misleading to people because if you believe that uh, as, as a truth, then that's all you see in yourself. When you think of yourself, you think, oh, yes, I think you think of your label. And it's like, you know, knowing what age you are, you know, it's like when you think of yourself, you think, oh, I'm a whatever year old person. And um, that's, that's something we, we have to let go of too, is to realize you're a human being and you are creating your life moment to moment with the thinking that you're doing. And if your thinking happens to be negative, your feeling state will be low or sometimes really depressed. And when your thinking shifts or your mind goes elsewhere, uh, your feeling state shifts with it. And when that happens, then the depression looks like nothing. It's not there anymore. And that's what you want to look for. You want to look for those moments and realize how quick it is, how subtle it is that, like you said, something, you know, the phone rings or something comes on the radio, your mind just takes you somewhere else. And the depressing thoughts are no longer in the foreground, and they kind of drift into the past. And here you are in the present moment feeling much better. And that's just how the system works. It's a beautiful thing. We have the capacity to get over depression in any given moment. And um, it's, a, it's the gift of the principles, really. It's the gift of the fact that thought is always flowing. And that's a really good segue into our next podcast, which is going to be, Don't Let Anybody Tell You You Can't Get Better. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week. Hope you're all taking care of yourself in the middle of this pandemic and staying safe and uh, listening to really things that are beautiful and uh, making your life as happy as you can be. Yes. Take good care of yourselves. Aloha. 
We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com. 